can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. I am on here to talk to you guys about one of our affiliates, Culture of Life 1972. Culture of Life 1972 started in 2019 with the vision to design a fashion brand that celebrated all life. They care about the impact that style has on future generations. One by one, they are leading a fashion movement that protects and values life. It's simple. Fashion should be good for you. You can head over to their website, col1972.com, and use our code, thoseothergirls1972, to get 10% off of all of your purchases. They have cute clothes, jewelry, and accessories available for everyone. All right, you guys, thanks so much. We're good to go. Okay. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. (laughs) So today is the first episode um, for our January topic, Human Trafficking Awareness. And I'm so excited to have um, the Executive Director for True Justice International. Her name is Tracy Klein. And we're going to interview her. um, True Justice International is also our, um, where we're donating for this month. So by the time you're listening to this, we would have picked out a t-shirt design and you can order your t-shirt. And our goal is to sell as many t-shirts as possible and donate all 100% of that to True Justice International for the month of January. So I'm super excited to have her on and to talk about human trafficking, to talk about true justice and like why we need all of this. So without further ado, Tracy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on here. I'm super excited. What an awesome thing that you guys are doing with your podcast. And it's just really an honor to be here with you guys today. Um, So my name is Tracy Klein, and I'm the executive director of True Justice International. I've been with the organization for over five, well, going on six years now. And um, it's just, we are a faith-based nonprofit that serves survivors of human trafficking. So we have, um, I, as I mentioned, I'm the executive director. I, Kind of just have a heart for women my entire life. Um, wanted to get involved in um, a, doing a house for trauma victims. And we can talk about that later. But God just opened doors. And it's just a blessing to be able to serve survivors. We have a safe house in Newburgh, North Carolina. We call that Anna's house. And we have survivors there, um, 18 and over females. We also have an outreach center in Jacksonville, North Carolina where we serve survivors, and then also an an office in Newburgh, North Carolina, where we serve survivors that are outside of our safe house as well. So, Awesome. So why North Carolina? Is there a large number in North Carolina? Yeah, unfortunately, there is. Um, North Carolina is consistently ranked in the top 10 of reported cases of human trafficking. So um, I think first to understand um, some of the reasons we also have to understand what human trafficking is. Um, but North Carolina is ranked number 10, and that's 
for a number of reasons. Number one, I-95 and, and Interstate mm-hmm. 40, mm-hmm. of course, are main thoroughfares. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a lot of migrant workers. And so there is a lot of labor and sex trafficking within the migrant communities. Um, and then I hate to say this because my entire family has been um, military, but we have a lot of military bases. And that's so what I was thinking when you said mm-hmm. Jackson. I was thinking military. Yeah. So Jacksonville, Fayetteville, you know, um, we just mm-hmm. we have the largest Marine Corps base on the East Coast here. Oh, wow. um, and so, of course, we've got um, Fort Bragg and um, Fayetteville, um, Cherry Point, which is Havelock, which is near here. There's just a lot of military and Air Force Marines, um, you know, um, Army, we have it all and Navy. Yeah. So if you think about it, human trafficking is a form of sales, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have to get into the mind of a trafficker, a trafficker is a salesperson. Now, while most of the victims are females, over, around 33% of trafficking victims are also males. So, oh, 33%. Mm, wow. Yeah. So while I'm talking, I kind of tend to talk about females, but I do want to make sure, make sure everybody knows that males are also trafficked. Um, and that not all traffickers are males. In fact, 30, again, 30 something percent of traffickers are actually women as well. Yeah, I was, um, I'm watching the Grey's Anatomy and that's one of the big plot lines in the last season and a half is human trafficking. And yeah. it was a female trafficker. Right. We actually, um, yeah, unfortunately, several of the girls that are in my safe house, in our safe house right now, were trafficked by a female. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that they had, didn't have male traffickers at some point, mm-hmm. but they also had a female trafficker. So yeah, um, yeah trafficking happens um, across all socioeconomic, economic um, platforms. They're male, female. There is, um, unfortunately, so many different people are being trafficked. And just thinking about the women aspect, I just, to me, that's so crazy that a woman would be involved in something like this, because you would think like, hey, we're girls, like we look out for each other, Mm -hmm. like girl power. That's so disappointing. Well, but if you think about it, if you are a young girl, so the average age that someone is trafficked is 12 to 14. That's the average age. Of course, what does average mean? It means there's some older, but there's some much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we have girls in our program that were trafficked at four and five years old. Oh my um, God. Yeah. Um, usually at that age, it's by a family member um, or maybe a close family member, fam- friend of the family, but usually it's a family member. Um, family members are the number one traffickers. Um, but going wow. back to the girl thing, um, how that ties in is just think, okay, so Mallory, you and I meet at the mall or somewhere, or even online because we're girls, you're probably going to start sharing more with me than you would a guy. True. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. much easier to develop those relationships and, um, they traffickers will take their time. They'll build relationships. They'll exploit vulnerabilities. They don't just start trafficking somebody in a week, mm. you know, possible it has happened but they can spend months developing that relationship and grooming that person yeah so before they start trafficking them what are some of the signs of human trafficking because like you did say like I mean it is a 12 to 14 um they're talking to someone online what kind of signs are there of trying to make sure like like a 12 to 14 year old is not going to be human trafficked what yeah. could like what can we do to kind of 
what can we look out for? Yeah. What, how can we educate our audience to look out for? Yeah. So first of all, I think maybe just explaining what human trafficking is right first. And so, so we understand that, then we'll kind of go into some of the signs, but so human trafficking is not, you know, a lot of people think, Oh, it's somebody being taken or it's somebody being cross borders or internationally, which it's while that is true. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, as I mentioned, one of the traffickers are family members, but the second thing, the um, highest level after family members. So um, and let me just say this family members are 36% of traffickers. Oh my God. Wow. Um, guess what percentage are strangers? What percent? Nine. Wow. Nine are strangers. No way. So, yeah. So 36% is family members and 27% are what they, we say, quote unquote, boyfriends. Okay. And then 14% friends of family and then 14% um, employers and then 9% are strangers. Mm. Wow. Wow. And I think the 9% are strangers is something we really need to think about because of the last couple of months, which is great. Human trafficking has been on the platform, but I think with the Epstein thing, everybody's thinking like, oh, it's these big rings and like, I have to go storm the castle when it really is happening literally in your backyard, like your neighbor. Yeah. Because yeah, I know, absolutely. and I know being like a female, like I don't run at night by myself. Like I don't walk at night by myself. I always carry pepper spray and mm-hmm. I can't tell you like how many, I mean, I think it is something we've taught our um, women that like, you do need to be careful when you're out by yourself. Cause we always think it is the stranger, but it's, right. it's not, but, the, but it's, it's not. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that we tell people to look for, like red flags and relationships. Um, internet safety is huge, right? Yeah. And because especially with social media, what used to be like Mallory, you know, we've just met, we've talked a couple of times, but would you consider me your friend already? An acquaintance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. So when we talk to the teens, they say, like when we go into the schools and talk to them, they say, oh, how long before somebody that you've met online becomes your friend? A couple of days the longest I've heard is two weeks so you wow. know that is just such um a vulnerability that we yeah. don't it is a vulnerability for us so that's a good um, point and I think especially if I would if you had asked me that at like 16 or 17 I'd be like oh yeah we're probably best friends now like we've messaged a few times like yeah. I take her to coffee but like now as I'm older I'm kind of like yeah we're acquaintances like I you know right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah but you don't but as as a teen or yeah. a person, you just meet this person oh she's my friend even though it's not really a friend that you've ever met in person yeah mm-hmm. and wow. you start talking to somebody and you've been talking to them for a couple of weeks well then yeah okay she's a friend because social media is how people are, especially in COVID days right mm-hmm. they're not getting out we're not getting out and engaging with people face to face um so people are becoming friends on social media much quicker um, I have a quick question. Sorry. Um, you, this could be a yes or no. You don't necessarily have to explain, but has COVID increased um, human trafficking statistics or anything like that? Has that had a big effect or minor effect? Absolutely. I believe, and I would have to look at it again, but I believe it's over. Well, I know it's over 20% increases, but it's much more than uh, that. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So yeah, we have to be, I mean, just understand that COVID has made things different. And, you know, everybody, ha- most people have access to computers. 
Um, they're doing schoolwork on computers, mm-hmm. they have smartphones. And so mm-hmm. instant messaging, um, you know, even if somebody is not your friend, they can still send you a direct message on Instagram. Right. So yeah. we get, we've actually had one of our girls that works with us, her daughter, when she was in high school was sent a direct message by somebody on Instagram was like, Hey, you're really beautiful. You can make $400 a week. And mm-hmm. Luckily, she knew because what the work that her mother did, and she's like, "Oh, creeper, right?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just what if she was some girl that didn't have, you know, wanted? You know, we all want things. We all want money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he started talking to her about how beautiful she is, and she had insecurities. Which, okay, who doesn't? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's talking to him, and he's telling her how beautiful she is, and that's all she wants is to feel beautiful, loved, appreciated. Um, and then he could build that relationship and then, Hey, you know, you can make money off your looks. Oh, that's exciting. Then I can get my nails done and I can buy that purse I want, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's just a very slippery slope. Um, luckily for, uh, for this particular girl, she knew, um, about how people attack on social media. So mm-hmm. she was able to stop that. Um, in fact, his page was down three days later. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. 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 I mean, those messages, I legitimately probably get like three or four of those a week. And I know all my friends, we always tease each other about like, oh, look. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Like if I was young, that's Mm why the internet safety thing is really a big thing. Um, Because I'm just thinking about like, when I was young, I was super insecure. If literally a rock told me I was beautiful, I would have been like, oh my God, you think so? Wow, me? (laughs) So like, I could totally, when you're younger and you don't have that, um, as Christians, you don't have that foundation in Christ. I can see you easily falling for something like that, especially when you add money to it. Like, oh, I would love a new purse. Like, right. And so I want to like just share with you, it it can happen to anybody. Now, homeless, mm-hmm. runaway youth, people in the foster system are much more likely to be exploited, mm-hmm. but it can happen to anybody. And you mentioned, especially a Christian with a strong foundation. I know a pastor whose daughter, great relationship with her parents, strong foundation in Christ. Um, her boyfriend was, she met this guy. They started, they've been dating for several months. He's off in college. She's in high school. She's 17. He convinced her to send to take a selfie. She did it. Well, first of all, that she distributed child pornography. If you're under 18 years old and you take a selfie and you send it to somebody, or if somebody sends you one and you send it, that's distributing child pornography. And it's actually, you know, a felony, a felony. Yeah. Yeah. So she distributed child pornography, but then what he did is he held that over her head. And he said, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm going to put it on social media. I'm going to expose you. I'm going to expose your church. And so within a couple of weeks, he was actually trafficking her. Oh, wow. Um, just based off, it started with just sending her boyfriend a selfie. Mm. So um, this is a girl who had a strong relationship with her family. Her father was a pastor of a great church. Um, so, um, you know, it can happen to anybody. I guess that's yeah. my point. But she luckily, because she had that foundation, she, after a few months, after I think it was like three months, she was able to come forward and say, hey, you know, this is happening. But um one thing that they do is that they will, um, traffickers will, they'll use fear as a tactic, right? Um, and so that's what this person did. He used fear as a tactic to keep her from, you know, to get, get her to do what she, he wanted her to do. There have been tra- girls that were trafficked, that were her traffic, one girl in particular that we met, 
her trafficker would tell her, I know what time your parents go to work. I know what time they come home from work. I know what time your little sister gets off the bus. If you don't do what I want you to do, I'm going to do to your little sister the same thing I've done to you. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, another thing that they typically, you go, we're talking about signs is they'll start to become the boyfriend, right? And then they'll start isolating them. So that's a big red flag in relationship is when they, um, they start isolating you from your friends and your family. Um, maybe they just become jealous and a little bit controlling, you know, that's obviously that does not mean that they're a trafficker, right? It could just right. be a red flag in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those are red flags. Um, typically they'll be very flashy, charismatic people. They're very vague about what their work or how they make money. Um, mm. They promise things that are too good to be true. Um, they, um, they've become very pushy and demanding with sex at first. They're not, but then they become very pushy and demanding with that. Um, a lot of times and typically, obviously they're older, they're a much older person. Um, and I think I said that, you know, they promises things that are just too good to be true. And one thing is just to keep in mind is that they are very outgoing. They are very flashy. They are very charismatic and they are master manipulators. So um, traffickers are master manipulators. And this is whether it's a family member, a boyfriend, it doesn't matter. Um, that's, that's their business, right? So, um, and if you think about it, so human trafficking is the fastest growing crime in the world. It's second only to drugs. Um, and the reason is, let's just say if I'm a trafficker or a gang member and I typically sell drugs, well, I can sell a bag of weed one time. But how many times can I sell another human being? Mm, yeah. Several times, six, seven times a night, six, seven days a week. So yeah. it's very, um, it's very low risk and a very high demand. So. And I um, want to go back really quick um, to what you said about them being charismatic, because I feel like at least growing, when I was growing up and I'm just 26, so I'm not like super young, but I'm not super old either. And I remember in my head, when I thought of like evil people, I thought of like the little scary man that was like ugly in the face and like, here you go, little girl. Like I thought of like that type of thing, but it sounds like, for example, um, Ted Bundy is who I always think of, like that movie with Zac Efron. I remember watching it and I was like, first of all, I think Zac Efron is incredibly attractive. So I'm glad that they showed it from that perspective. So I remember watching it like, did Ted do it? Man, he's really cute. Look at his charismatic. Maybe he was framed. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, no, that's like literally the reason why we had the movie is because he did it. So I think it's really important to talk about how it's not just that creepy old man that like, you want some candy, little girl? Like, it's not that anymore. It's these charismatic, these really happy, these seemingly professional people. Yeah, great point. And I like how you tied that into that movie. That's a really good way of showing that. And now that's a good analogy. Um, they really are. Um, they are outgoing. They're friendly. They're not the little mousy guy that sits in the corner, right? Yeah. That's yeah. They're people. How That's not going to benefit them. And they need to attract their, their, their prey, the girls, the boys, whoever they're trafficking. They're not going to do that by just being somebody who sits back and isn't outgoing and right. friendly and loving and attentive. No, they are all of those things. They become the world to that person. Yeah. Um, so I have a question. So kind of going back to, I guess, the girl you were talking about that was the preacher's daughter. Yeah. When I visualize human trafficking, I visualize like kidnapping, holding them in the house. 
um, away from people. Their parents have no idea where they are. Um, they've gone missing. Is that really what human trafficking is? Or can you also human traffic and still be like living at home? Like your parents know who you are, like where you are. So both. Yes to both, right? That's a really good question, but it is yes to both. So trafficking can be being taken. Although remember 9% of trafficking victims are strangers. Mm -hmm. So, um, the one example of the girl that I told you about, well, okay. The, the pastor's daughter living at home being trafficked. The, um, the girl who was being trafficked and her trafficker told her about, she knows when her parents leave for work or he knew. And he also knew when her little sister got the school bus, she was at home. Another girl that I've met, her trafficker actually was her sister. Um, her, well, her sister had a trafficker. Her sister's boyfriend was truly the trafficker. Um, Mm -hmm. but then the sister got her involved Mm -hmm. while she was in high school. So she was going to school, coming home. She'd skip school once in a while. Like she'd go to school then she'd leave, you know, have her dates as what they call them, you know, come back, get back on the bus, go home. Um, so everything appeared normal. She was trafficked in, in high school and in college. Wow. Um, mm. So And nobody knew anything. But then there's also the girls who, um, you know, they're one thing I guess I want to explain is like some people look at someone and say, oh, she's just a prostitute or, mm-hmm. oh, she's just a drug addict. But how many people grow up and say, I want to be a prostitute when I grow up, or I want to be a drug addict when I grow up? Um, People with addictions are very likely to be trafficked. Um, So, and if you think about it, it's very easy. Okay, number one, whether they maybe didn't have an addiction to start with, but the traffickers will, um, they'll use the drugs as a coping mechanism to not feel, think about what they're experiencing, what they're having to go through. So the drug becomes trauma is the gateway to the drug use right mm-hmm. then now they're using drugs and then their trafficker figures out oh well she's addicted to heroin if i don't if she doesn't have her heroin then she's going to get sick so um, now instead of paying her right which not they didn't never really pay them anyway but now i'm a drug dealer and i'm also you come to me and you need that bag you need to get that fixed or you're going to be sick i say well if you want this then you need to do X, Y, Z. That's called coercion. And so for human trafficking, human trafficking is where we use the action, a means and a purpose. So um, in the means, you have to prove one of three things, either force, fraud, or coercion. So if you think about the drug dealer who is telling these girls, well, if you want your fix, you need to do me or you need to do Joe Blow or whatever, then that's coercion. So that is actually trafficking. Yeah. Um, but yet our perception when we look at these girls or these guys is they're just a drug addict. They're just a prostitute. But by definition, they're actually being also being trafficked. Um, so the action could be the recruitment. It could be harboring. It could be transporting. It could be providing or obtaining. That's the actions. That's for sex trafficking or patronizing. But then you have your your means, which is your force, your fraud or your coercion. So those are the three things there. And then the purpose, of course, would be for commercial sexual exploitation or labor exploitation. Um, that's basically kind of sums up what human trafficking is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's happening across, like I said, all socioeconomic barriers. Um, you know, human trafficking is a $150 billion industry. Oh my God. Yeah. So if you put that into perspective, um, and let me, let me see if I have it on this slide. I believe, so um, 
let's see. I'm trying to think of Disney netted. Let me see if I find that slide. I actually have a slide on that. Disney, everybody knows Disney, right? Yeah. I believe right. Disney last year was 56.7 billion. Yeah. Right. Disney wow. is worldwide. Oh like you God. go everywhere. Everybody, every person on the face of, in, in America has either watched a Disney movie, hmm. bought a Disney something, but Disney last year netted 50 or in 2018. So pre COVID 56.7 billion where human trafficking is 150 billion. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So what can we do? Like as Christians, as regular people who are listening and they're like, okay, this is crazy. I need to do something. What can we do? Okay. Number one, I think it's great. Okay. So um, pray, right? That's the biggest thing you can do is pray. Ask God to show you what are the things that we can do. You can host an awareness event at your church or um, at your school or somewhere, host an awareness event. Mm -hmm. You can get involved. I mean, you know, you can pray, give of your time and talents and give uh, and and give, right? Those are the three things that you could do. Um, But also report. Um, It's very important that we report because the statistics are very underreported. I'll give you an example. In 2019 or 18, I believe there was 276, somewhere around there. Don't quote me exact, but in the 200, (laughs) upper 200s, um, reported cases to the um, National Human Trafficking Hotline number in North Carolina. Okay, that's, we served, and that year we served over 46 individuals. Now this year we've served as of December 1st, I think we'd served 56 but we've, I mean, we've served probably 20 or 15 more since then. Um, wow. But we're just one organization. Okay. So there are a lot of organizations in North Carolina and, but people are not reporting. So that's the main thing you can do is report it because if you're in Charlotte and you see something that looks funny, you don't have to know that it's trafficking, but you can see something looks funny and you can report a license plate. And then when that's reported, then that goes into the main system And then they send that to whether it's SBI or the sheriff's department, the police department, but then maybe that license plate has also been reported in Jacksonville or in Fayetteville. And then they know Mm -hmm. that this person is probably doing a circuit so they can put all the pieces together. So get involved, find a place that you can donate to, that you can volunteer your time to pray, host an awareness event, host a prayer vigil, but also report, 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 report. Um, The number is I mean, ready? Yes. Okay. It's 1-888-373-7888. So 888-373-7888. And I'll also put this in the description, everybody. I'll put the number on there. You can also just text BE FREE, all capital, BE FREE. Awesome. So uh, my next question, so we're kind of talking about like what we can do to help what kind of government policies can be implemented to help i know uh kamala harris has talked about legalizing prostitution will that help human trafficking not at all um if that's a problem so if you go and you look at the other countries that have actually legalized prostitution human trafficking has greatly increased in those countries oh wow Mm, wow yeah why is that yeah well, okay, let's think about it. Number one, it normalizes it, right? It mm-hmm. normalizes prostitution, mm-hmm. but it's not going to stop the trafficking because now 
Sam, who lives down the street, who would not have gone to a brothel before because he the shame and he would have been caught and it's illegal. Now that it is legal, Sam can now go to this brothel and not think as much about it. So there's going to be more demand. And when there's more demand, the trafficking, okay, number one, people want younger girls, right? Mm. Yeah. They're still going to be trafficking young girls. I, I've worked in the brothels in Greece. It's legal in Greece. Human trafficking is. I'm telling you that there is so much trafficking happening there. It is unbelievable. I've been into Germany, just like Germany. The trafficking there, again, prostitution is legal. Trafficking is outrageous there. Oh, wow. um, so they say that it, it's, I get, I get very passionate about this. It's just yeah. to feel that it's actually going to um, bring down the numbers. It will not bring down the numbers. Pornography. People think that they're just watching yeah. pornography. First of all, pornography kills love, right? It is the mm-hmm. of, God's, of God's call for man and woman. Yeah. But pornography, 52% of the population, even the church, have a pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. This is by the Barnum Group. So that's a Christian organization that does this polling. But pornography leads, fuels human trafficking. 100% of buyers and 100% of um, traffickers in the study had a pornography addiction. Um, and pornography is an addiction. It works on the brain just like a hardcore drug. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but another thing that's happening is people are actually being trafficked in porn videos. So let's just say I'm a girl, a porn, a porn you know, I want I, I agree to do this porn scene. I'm coming in. I believe that I'm going, it's just going to be a man and a woman scene or whatever. And I get there and it's actually a gang rape. They're actually gang raping me. I did not know this. And I'm, I didn't, this did not happen to me, but yeah, this yeah, is yeah. An example. so these girls don't know that that's what they're signing up for. But why do you think that is? Because it needs to look real and it mm-hmm. is real. I oh, can give wow. you example after example, after example of real porn stars coming forward and saying, this is actually happening. It's, we are being trafficked in the porn movies. Um, so pornography leads to human trafficking, but legalizing it is not going to stop it. It's only only going to increase. I'm so glad you brought up pornography. I was going to ask you about it, but I'm so glad you brought that up. That is another thing I'm very passionate about. Um, just how, like you said, it kills love. It messes with your brain, but also too, you're essentially using a person. You are right. watching them. You're using them. Right. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I could talk about pornography for a long time, but do you know, every day there's 68 million porn searches, 68 million, million. Wow. every oh day. God. 90% of children ages eight to 16 have actually viewed pornography and porn. This is, this is crazy, but porn gets more visitors every month than Netflix, Twitter, and Amazon combined. Wow. Okay, who's not on Netflix? Well, okay, maybe not everybody anymore after cuties. But, um, right. <laughs> but Amazon, like I've been on Amazon, I can't tell you how many times this week. Twitter, okay, I'm not on Amazon. I'm not. I'm not on Twitter, but <laughs> I know somebody who is. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm on Twitter all the time. Yeah, well, see, I'm a little bit older, and I'm not the president, <laughs> so I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> but, um, you know, every now this is an older statistic, so and, and it has definitely increased, especially with COVID. But every second, over three thousand. Um, is spent on porn. Now that has wow. increased wow. exponentially since COVID. Um, and this is a, the saddest part is that teen porn is the highest searched genre. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. 
And 30% of all data, just think about this, all data transferred over the internet, 30% of that is pornography. Wow. Wow. So going back, because you brought up cuties of Netflix, Mm -hmm. what's your opinion on that whole issue? Um, Well, number one, it normalizes things. Mm -hmm. Um, And the girls that are in there, it's exploiting them again, right? I did Mm -hmm. watch it. And well, I watched half of it. And the reason why I watched it was because to be able to talk about it, I felt like it was important to, to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it disturbed me on so many levels. It's unbelievable. After watching about half of it, I'm like, okay, I don't need to see any more of this. I have enough knowledge to say, okay, I've watched it. Yes, I can talk about this. Um, but it normalizes it. Um, and that's the problem with, with our culture now is so many things are just normalized. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I mean, okay, I'm going to go off topic of for just a second, just, just to tie that back in. The LOL dolls, have you guys seen the LOL stuff? Yes, where you dip it in and it's like a thong. Yeah. Pajamas. So my daughter-in-law, my daughter-in-love, because I love her, um, she just told me yesterday that she bought, my granddaughter is four. She loves LOL stuff. So she bought her this little bus and a bunch of dolls. And I'm like, oh. So I will be putting it to the test after Christmas to see what happens and to see personally, because I've watched videos, I've seen it, but I don't know. Like I Mm -hmm. cannot say yes for sure that that is happening so I'm going to look at them and find out okay yeah I'll let you guys know yeah yeah (laughs) seriously yeah so because I haven't seen cuties Mal have you seen it yeah we actually did an episode about it it's awful so what part of it is bad because like for people who like because I saw all the hate I'm like okay I'm not watching this is it does it depict human trafficking does it depict is it or is it more what makes it bad? Okay, so for number one, to let's talk about human trafficking. Child pornography is human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, with if somebody's under eighteen, you do not have to prove force, fraud, or coercion. So when you're talking about a, a show, a TV show where it's showing a girl, girls that are doing these moves that are very sexual, like they are in a strip club, that is basically pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, they're dressed provocatively um and one up in one scene the girl is like mimicking touching herself Mm -hmm. Um, that is pornography and they are children so by definition that is trafficking because those girls are underage that are being filmed doing this Mm -hmm. so by definition it is and I know that the girl the intention was maybe the intention of the writer that was maybe not her intent to do all this but that's the effect yeah you know, I mean, it's just, it's sad. It's very sad. And it's sad that it's still up, right? Yeah. I saw an interview. She said that her whole purpose was to get people talking and to have people see what's going on. And in my head, I'm like, okay, it got people talking for sure. And it did bring some awareness, but at what cost is what I think that's my problem. And like my biggest problem with it was just, I mean, the way the camera angles that I thought was inappropriate, some of the camera angles, and then just some of the things that they did. I don't know if you have ever seen the movie 13. It's super old. Um, It's with Evan Woods, something like that, but it's super old. Um, And they, it was kind of a coming of age story and I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but I think they did a, a much better job talking about like the, 
like dangers or like some of the things that go on behind the scenes mm-hmm. at when you send your kids to school and when you're not paying attention to them because that was another lesson I there was a lesson you need to pay attention to your kids don't just leave them by themselves pay attention to your kids and 13 I thought did a much better job at explaining that um it just I don't know it was not a good movie I would not recommend it yeah I agree I think if that was her intent was to show and shine a light on that there could have been a much better way that she they could have yeah done that. much um, better way definitely did not do that at all in my opinion yeah I agree so your organization okay so how do these girls get out of human trafficking and what do you guys do to help them kind of get back into normal life Okay, yeah, so what's part of um, the rehabilitation process? Mm-hmm. Um, what all goes into that to piggyback okay. off what she said? So first, um, how they come to us. So we partner with a lot of other organizations and we partner a lot with law enforcement as well. Um, so, and we also do outreach to the strip clubs as well as the hotel. Ooh, I like that. So, yeah, so I think it's important to meet the girls where they're at. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our girls actually came to us through a another organization that we partner with and through it's uh, jail outreach as well. Mm-hmm. So, and when they get out of jail, um, you know, they have a choice. They can either go back on the street and go back into that life or they can get help. Um, so our program, if, if we get girls that are, you know, we do get a lot of referrals from law enforcement. One thing that we offer, first of all, is um, if they have addiction issues, which most of them do, mm. we will provide, you know, of course, the funds are available, but we provide for, um, we will send them somewhere where they can get three months of addictions treatment before they come to the safe house. Oh, I love that. If they've been just using marijuana, I'm not so concerned, but if they've been using something else, then they need that detox and they need that Mm -hmm. addictions treatment, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Once they've received at least, you know, three months of that, then they can come to the safe house. Um, And our program is not, we don't want them to just get a job and get, you know, get an education and then get them out the door because the trauma that they've experienced has happened. So for so many years, most of them at a very young age, we want them to just have the opportunity to just focus on themselves and on the trauma. So mm-hmm. they, we have a three phase program and they're not even allowed to go to work until they're in the third phase. Oh. Um, we provide, they, we provide everything for them and um, they get count, they get individual counseling twice a week, they have a group counseling once a week, and then they also are involved in CR, Celebrate Recovery, which is kind of like AA, but it's actually a much better program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do, we do life skills with them. So they have, um, they learn nutrition, they learn conflict resolution, they learn boundaries. Um, there's different programs, different books, Seeking Safety and things like that, that we do with the girls that are, um, for instance, Seeking Safety is for addictions and PTSD. All of the girls have PTSD. Um, so we really want the girls to just focus on their recovery. And then we also work with them on reunification with their families. If they have families and children, um, if they want an education, if they didn't finish their high school diploma, then that would be in their phase three. They would, that would be their goal. Right. Um, so we have certain uh, criteria to progress from one phase to the other, as well as their own individual goals that they want to uh, meet in each phase. Mm-hmm. And then once they um, complete the phases, then of course they graduate. Um, each girl also has a mentor, someone who's trained that just does life with them. And once they can stay up to two years more if they need it. Um, however, we don't put a time on the phases. It's really, it's self-paced. 
um, because if we just said, okay, 90 days, some people are, are ready in 90 days to be completed with phase one, where some people are, are just not ready yet. Yeah. Um, so another thing is we do life with them forever. Um, so we're not going to just say, okay, you've graduated the program and now you're on your own, right? We still are there as a support system. Um, in addition to the safe house, we have our outreach center and we serve survivors through our outreach center where they come in for counseling, case management, if they need help with life skills, if they need assistance with utilities or rent or um, just whatever their needs may be, you know, toiletries, we do a lot of toiletries and clothing for the girls. Um, but yeah, we just want to be there for them and do life with them and help them and be that support system for them. I love that. I love that so much. That is so needed. And I think people sometimes don't realize that once you're out, it's not like you're out forever. Like you need help. Like you really need someone to, like you said, mentors and like the education. I love that too. And helping with rehab. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, they've experienced years of trauma. And even if it was just three years of trauma, three years of trauma is a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just saying, okay, we just need to get you a job in a house. Well, then we haven't dealt with the issue, right? Yeah. We haven't helped them heal. So that's needed. And there are organizations that do that. And that's really important. And then we can come alongside organizations that do that too and provide the other services, right? So I will say that we, North Carolina does a really good job of linking arms and providing services together with other organizations. So we, North Carolina is doing a really good job. Earlier you talked about um, policies. And the North Carolina has a North Carolina Human Trafficking Commission, which is part of the Governor's Crime Commission. Mm. And so the Human Trafficking Commission does a really good job on um, assisting in policies and talking about, so um, legislators, helping legislators, um, you know, it is open to the public, but they do, the, the commission does a really great job. Also, I'm on the board of North Carolina Coalition Against Human Trafficking which is called NCCAT. And we are a statewide organization, nonprofit that also assists other organizations in assisting human trafficking survivors. And then there is also the national rap or the regional rapid response teams. So, um, and we are, we are statewide, but we're like regional rapid response teams that get together and it's all like first responders, people that assist that may come into contact with and assist survivors. And we all link arms together and figure out ways to provide the best services to survivors as well as educate community. I love that. I really like people coming together because at the end of the day, like you said, it takes a lot and one person or one organization cannot do everything. It just would be impossible. It is impossible. It takes a village, right? Yeah. It truly takes a village. Yeah. And God gave each of us different gifts, right? So Mm -hmm. stay in your lane, right? What, yep. God, what has God given you? What are the gifts he's given you? What do you do? Would do that well? And then link arms with other organizations and don't reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are some ways uh, that we could help your organization specifically? Like myself, Victoria, people listening, what can we do? Um, That's a great question. As I said earlier, pray, because pray is always number one. Yeah. Um, you can do like, a, and I know it's harder for you because you're further away to do like toiletries, Paper towels, toilet paper, we always are in need of that with the safe house and the girls mm-hmm. outside the safe house. Um, and, uh, you know, shampoos and body washes, that's always a big thing, tampons. Um, but 
also, you know, just gift cards, like $5 gift cards to Walmart, $10, $20 gift cards to Walmart. Um, and we just going on our website and doing, you know, we have, there's a way to sign up to be a monthly donor. Um, even if it's $5 a month, right. You know, together we make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those ongoing monthly donations are really what helps support us to continue being able to provide for the girls, what we provide for them and boys. I will say, I do want to, I keep saying girls, <laughs> but boys too. We do and this past year, within the past six months, we've served two boys that were under, under 15 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I guess we talked a lot about girls and I just want to hit before like we go with the yeah. boys. What, how do boys get human trafficked? Cause you're talking about like with girls, it's a lot of like being online saying, oh, you're so pretty or boyfriends. How are these boys getting human trafficked and what are some of the signs? So with boys, again, family members are still number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also online, believe it or not, especially with online gaming. So playing oh, Fortnite, wow. playing oh, Call of Duty. Wow. So if you think about it, they're playing online, right? And many, many people that are playing online. Um, sorry. No many worries. people that are playing online are playing with other people, right? You're playing with a group of people. And so maybe Mallory, you've met me and we've been playing online together. And then I meet this other person that's doing this older guy. We're, we're boys now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this older guy, but you know, he's not old, but he's a little bit older and he, we've been playing with him and we're friends. We've been playing for six months now. And then he says, Hey, why don't we get together and have a, um, you know, Fortnite party or call of duty party at my house or something, you know, I don't know, but they, as you're playing online, they can hear the conversation. The sound is a little off. And, um, and so they can, they can be trafficked that way. So. Wow. Oh, wow. That, when you said online gaming and Fortnite, I was like, oh, that's. That yep. makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And that's something, I mean, boys, especially like younger boys this day and age, that is, they're all about that. They're all about the online gaming, the Fortnite. I mean, I don't even really understand what that is but I know that my little cousins mm-hmm. talk about it all the time <laughs> I don't either <laughs> yeah I mean I know like my husband like games some and like he has friends that he's never met that are all over the country and I just can only imagine those young kids that are middle school high school playing with people that they've never met it's scary yeah 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 it's really scary so, well, and that's how, so that is now many ways that they are trafficked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can wrap it up here. Um, Victoria, do you have any other questions you want to ask? I don't think so. This was so informational. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was, I mean, I learned a lot. I was taking notes the whole time. and Oh, me too. Um, I hope everybody listening I hope you guys learned a lot too and I hope this is just some good information to get you to stay vigilant to be aware of what's going on um, and really let's support organizations like this especially like the smaller ones and the ones that I really like how it's a Christian organization as well and how because to go if you're going through something that traumatic you really Mm -hmm. need God to help you like it's not it's not something you can um help yourself on your own like you can't really get through so I think it's great that they oh sorry go ahead 
No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you talk about, we always say with counseling, counseling can get you about 75% of the way, right? Healed. Mm -hmm. But without Christ, you can't like you, it's, it takes Christ to fully recover and heal. And he is a chain breaker. He's the way maker. And he takes, we always say that the girls are pearls, right? And we talk about how that pearl is formed and that little piece of grit gets inside that oyster shell. And then through the compression and the pain, God creates something very beautiful and valuable. And we talk about how the merchant sold everything he had looking for that one precious pearl. And we tell the girls and the guys that they are that pearl, that God created them, that they are beautiful just the way they're created. Think about a pearl. A pearl doesn't need any polishing. It doesn't need any cutting. It is perfect exactly the way God formed it. And we tell them how they are those precious pearls and they can take the pain in their life and they can put that in God's hands. And he creates something very beautiful, valuable, and precious out of that. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Everybody remember that too. We're all pearls. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, let's support this organization and everyone um, by now you guys should see the link to the t-shirts that we're going to sell and, you know, support that. Let's just also get the word out, share this episode, share this episode Mm -hmm. with your friends, with your family, because I do think I love how um, Tracy gave us some statistics too, because this is the truth. And I really like, um, I just, I really want everyone to know about this and everyone to be aware as well. Yeah. Um, yeah I, mean, I would add just for protection. So pe- things that people can do to protect themselves, um, if that's okay. And that is yeah, um, yeah. web canine is a really good program to protect yourselves and your children online. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would do web, web canine and, um, Thank you for listening uh, to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blog and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TLG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Share, rate, subscribe, all of the things. Everyone, thank you for listening and see you later see you guys bye guys Bye. bye